Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today are life coaches Cindy Chavez and Jackie Gates. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And we are also happy to be doing anything at all. Fortunately, this is a podcast because 99% of the people don't see this, but we were having all kinds of trouble with the video here. That's very, very strange. So I'm not sure what that was all about. But hey, we're here. We're not, we've, we've all agreed we're not going to push any more buttons. That should actually resolve. <laughs> yes, yes. No buttons, no random clickings on anything. That's right. Exactly. You know, it's a good strategy. You know, if it's working, okay, it's working. We'll just leave it alone. <laughs> agreed. So anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about uh, something I uh, had got myself back into starting today. i have been kind of getting away from my daily practices, my mirror work and affirmations, all that kind of stuff. And I said, no, 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 no. I got to reestablish this, particularly since we're now in the off season with the gardening. So I don't have that anymore. So I've got time to, during the day. I don't have any more excuses. Okay. So start off the day. And I actually had a list of eight things I was going to do. And I went through them one after one. And by the time I was done, I was flying high. I was feeling so good and like, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to kill it today. This is such a great day. I can tell I'm off to a great start. And then I made a mistake. I looked at the headlines uh-huh. and it just came right back down again. I said, why did I do that? <laughs> I was going so well. <laughs> I didn't even go deep into the headlines. I just looked at them. It didn't take much, you know, mm-hmm. but I I think the one good thing I can say is that it really illustrated for me just how much I need to stay away from news because it's, it's toxic. It is not good for vibration. So I think mm-hmm. I'll have to go back and doing, maybe I'll have to do like afternoon affirmations or something to, to kind of get back on track. But actually one of the things that I did set for myself was to segment intend to, you know, do pre-paving throughout the day. So as soon as I noticed that, I, I noticed that around 11 o'clock or something like that, I said, okay, out of the house. Go take a walk, clear things up. And that actually did help quite a bit. But, oh, my goodness, that was a real fast dive. And over what? You know what that really speaks to, though, is that all of this research that's coming out where they're noting that negative, I hate using that term Mm. to speak of emotions because, you know, I think all emotions are valid and they're not good or bad. They're just comfortable or uncomfortable. So I'll say uncomfortable, uncomfortable emotions get more buzz going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that's all coming out in these hearings with, with the social media stuff, but it's oh, yeah. also the same for a headline. It, it gets your attention more than, you know, uh, than a headline that produces comfortable emotions. And that's not new either. Yeah. That predates social yeah, media. This is going on for gen- right. generations. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget how much skill goes into creating oh, yeah. a headline that makes you worry or makes you triggered in some way, right? I mean, that's not, this is not a happenstance. This is, this is a bona fide, studyable, highly paid skill. Mm, oh, very well paid. Copywriters um, yeah, make good money. Really exactly. good. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, the fact that you respond and you have the corresponding dive, um, firstly, kudos on noticing because, yes. you know, it's, <laughs> well, no, seriously, otherwise, if, if you hadn't put two and two together, you would just go, 
Oh, and then the bubble burst. It's like, Are you know, it's mad all day. This, <laughs> yeah. Or this, this stuff doesn't last. I feel good for 20 minutes and then it doesn't last. Well, now you know what makes it not last, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a, it's the same as, you know, you make a fabulous dish and if you leave it on the, out on the counter overnight, it's going to go bad. And so it's, you know, it's not like, oh, I couldn't have, I couldn't eat this because, you know, it was awful. No, you left it out on the counter. So there is a, there's a reason that there's a bona fide reason why your bubble gets burst so thoroughly. Um, and then yeah, I did also, a really good job, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, kudos to all the headline writers out there. That's that right. Yeah. right. Um, and then also, you know, um, I think that I think a skill of you with you going back to your practice, that bubble gets harder to burst. Mm. Right. I think that's a really that's a really because you can change your perspective a little faster. It's like, OK, I well, see what well, it raised my contrast. I mean, or not my contrast, but it raised my vibration so that there was a big contrast between that yes. vibration and the headline. Yeah, if you had started the, the day feeling I may miserable. not have noticed. Yeah. Yeah, chances are. And if you know, um, there's a lot of people who will pick up their phone first thing in the morning and read the headlines. And they, because it's, it's, it's because they're so used to that level that they don't notice it as much as you noticed it, right? Not a big gap. So I think that that's, I think that's an important thing to, so all of this is just data. It's not so reason to beat yourself up for watching, looking the headlines. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I looked at the headlines because now I know. Now I felt it. Oh, yeah. Now I can see this, right? And, um, and Let's we can put it this way. The bookmark is, the bookmark is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and one of my clients, her whole, her whole trajectory around her life changed. And that was her words was when she took the notifications of the news off her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, and it's not that you have to be, you know, I think we need to be informed, especially today. We, we, you know, to say, Oh, I don't, I don't pay attention to what's going on. That's a very privileged statement. We can't, we don't, you know, we, we need to participate in the humaning, the human experience, but we don't have to be inundated with clickbait, which is what headlines are. We can be informed, but not inundated. And we can be very particular about our own experience and how we set ourselves up for it. But that, that's a good topic right there. And I actually want to return to that one because I think there's a very interesting discussion there about, well, where is the balance? How do you make sure you aren't inundated? Because like I said, all I did was scan the headlines. I didn't do anything else. I just, I didn't even click through. I just scanned mm-hmm. them. That, that was it. That was enough to set me off. But, but before we do that, we've got Marissa in the live stream with a question for us to address. So I want to bring that in. She says, affirmations, do they work eventually? I have yes. my own somewhat <laughs> chronoclastic version of view of this. So I'll okay. first. <laughs> I would do you want to mention the first? Do you want to, what do you think about affirmation, Cindy? I think they work if you believe them. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that people that say that affirmations don't work um, aren't believing them because Maybe they could be formatted better. Um, sometimes we go for an affirmation that's so far away from anything that seems like it's reality to us. Um, 
that when we speak them, uh, our logical brain just immediately disagrees and says that's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to add to the beginning of an affirmation that's not working. Um, I'm in the process of, or I'm learning how, you know, um, mm-hmm. when I was, I'm a musician and I've never really mastered guitar because I like my long fingernails better than I like playing guitar because I can just play yeah. the piano instead. Right. So when mm-hmm. I was, but when I was learning how to play guitar and I was at the stage where I was really terrible, um, an affirmation like I am a fantastic guitar player would not have made been useful for me because my brain was like, you suck at guitar. What are you talking about? So I started saying, um, every day I get better. I'm in the process of learning how to play guitar. I'm in the process of improving my musical skills with the guitar. Those affirmations felt good to me because they were true. So I think affirmations work when we believe them and learning how to format an affirmation in a way that feels believable to us. And then of course, the more we use them, the more we affirm those things about ourselves, the more true they feel. And because the more true they become, I mean, they start becoming truer and truer and then they're easier to believe. So I don't know. I want to know what the two of you think about affirmations. I, I agree with that. In fact, I'll, I'll add in the idea that it, the affirmation has to match your belief. If, if you're trying to convince yourself of something that you don't believe with an affirmation, you may eventually get there, but good luck with that. Because mm-hmm. what you really, you're really doing is you're fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. And fighting yourself, you usually lose. <laughs> That's my experience anyway. I've never won a battle with myself that I can think of anyway. <laughs> so it's not really advisable to, to be fighting yourself. Um, so for me, it, the, the whole question really comes down to, do you believe it? And then secondarily, do you feel it? Yeah. I mean, if I, I'm thinking, uh, in fact, I'll, I'll even toss this in. One of the things that I did this morning to build myself up, Cindy, was I did your affirmation. I feel rich. I didn't do a thousand of them. I did a hundred of them. <laughs> oh, that's still, that's a lot. But I, I felt great at the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. I felt, because the whole idea was I wanted to raise the feeling. Now, did a thousand dollars show up on my, my desktop? No. So did the affirmation work? Well, it depends what your goal was. Well, well, that's, what, going to happen. that's why we chose it, right? That's why we chose, I feel rich instead of I am rich. Like I am rich. Yes. That was too easy to argue with. That's too easy for my left brain to say, no, you're not, you know, uh-huh. Elon Musk is rich. You're not mm-hmm. rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one can tell me how I feel. <laughs> so I feel rich was a better choice. And as we know from that experiment, um, money and things that had value and worth began showing up at a high rate. So I would have to say, you know, this question, do they work? It's like what you just said. Well, what are you going for? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would have to say that that one worked really well. I mean, I was going for high vibration. So that that one I knew I could reach. Yeah. And I got there very easily. And then I took my attention away and that was the big problem, (laughs) but that's another story. All of this, yeah, it is. I, I think um, an affirmation. So a belief is a thought you think often, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what a belief is. So an affirmation is simply a thought you're learning to believe. Mm-hmm. So making it easy to believe is super smart. So like Cindy said, you know, and uh, it, it's it's saying I'm going towards this. I'm improving with that. Um, 
for me, uh, when I work with future selves, that was the whole reason I came up with your next future self. Because people were going from, I have $22 in my bank account, and they're wanting to say, I'm a millionaire. Well, there's a lot of versions of you in between that, right? And you can start with something like an affirmation that says, I am someone who pays her bills with ease. I am someone who has money left over. Um, I, you know, I, I love having money left over at the end of the month. This is, these are things that you can believe as possible. And then you start improving, imprinting them. And that's the piece where I will say affirmations work eventually if you start to act as if they're already true. Because you, you can't, no change is one dimensional. Change is always an inside and an outside job. It has two components. You can change your thinking and you must, but it's so much easier if you start to go, if I believe that, what would I do today? If I believe that, what would I see around me? How would I dress? How would I approach this conversation? How would I, how would I show up as somebody for whom that is true? And this is the piece that I think, yes, repetition works, but when you give your brain evidence in advance by the things that you see, I think it makes it, it makes it easier for an affirmation to become a belief, which is what you're after. That's why they work. It's because they become a belief, which is part of your identity because it governs behavior. So you're changing behavior first along with this new thought. And you're doing both. You know, it's like you put a software update on your PC. You still have to restart. You have yeah. to do something. The, the 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 computer is not going to just take on this new thought that you've given it without you doing something. And so we like to think that we can just repeat affirmations. And, yes, eventually I think that will work if the affirmation is well formed. But if you start working with the rest of your life, the, your your other experiences, um, your home, your wardrobe, your your car, your the way you show up for work, the way you 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 talk to your kids, whatever it is, whatever that affirmation has to do with, start acting as if it's real, and it'll work like gangbusters. I like to actually create the affirmation with the action in mind. So, for instance, like when I was. Um, paying off debt, I made an affirmation that I always pay more than the minimum payment. And, you know, sometimes it was a dollar more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was doing that, right? So I made an affirmation about who I was in that frame. And then I made sure that I was able to take that action. And like I said, sometimes it w wasn't a very big action, but Sometimes it was, but it was still true to the affirmation. So I like kind of brainstorming. I mean, that's something, you know, we probably both do with clients. You brainstorm an affirmation that feels really true and that you can also, like you said, you can also take the action to back it up mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. And then yes. it kind of like it helps grow the truth of it. Right. And exactly. And then also, I just want to mention um, the perspective. And the words we use in an affirmation are really, really important. I spent years saying I am losing weight. 
um, not as smart as I thought it was because it meant that I always had weight to lose. I mm-hmm. always regained because my, my belief was I am losing weight, right? So when I shifted to my, I love being the, the weight my body loves being at, right? I, I had somewhere around that. My body basically knows it's, it's right weight and I, I love being there. Um, and I do everything to support her in being that weight. That made such a difference to my, uh, the sustainability of my results. So when you're paying off debt, um, saying, saying a, thing, a lot of people have that I am debt free. Well, your focus is still on the debt. It's like, I always have more than enough money. I, I pay my bills with ease. I have money left over. Um, I pay more than is needed. Um, yeah. I can support the things that I value. These are affirmations that will take the focus off what you don't want and put the focus on who you're becoming and what you do want. Right. And also, you know, when if you're saying, because affirmations are always spoken in the present, right? I am. Mm-hmm. You know, not someday I will be rich because then you're always going to be just a few days away from it, right? You'll never right. get there. So I am debt free. When you're not debt free, it's, it's also very, not only is it focused on debt, but it's very easy for your brain to just ignore it because Liar. it's not you know, to be true, right? It's like, right. Yeah, well, not. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And of course, if you're immediately doing that, it's like Walt said, you're suddenly, you're fighting yourself the whole way through. So find something that you can all agree on, all versions of you can agree on. <laughs> Um, and then, and then work with that and your, your expectation of success can be that much higher. I think the key to all this is understanding where your focus is. Cause that's what Always. you guys are both emphasizing that, you know, yeah. if, if you're talking about being debt free, your, your focus is on debt. I'd like to point out though, I actually went through this this past spring when I finally paid off all the credit cards and I'm so, yeah. I'm still excited about that. But what I, I didn't take the word debt out actually. What I did instead is I focused on zero debt and I focused on the zero. Yeah, there you go. I, I wasn't paying any attention to the debt side. I was focused, I was like, I want to be at zero. I want to see zero on every one of those statements. And I got there. That's, like, yes. Yes. I love exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll keep seeing zero there, but you mm-hmm. probably still have, you probably still have a mortgage. And you, you know, you may also. Well, I want still to... use the credit card, but I pay right, it off. Exactly. Much. So you yeah. still have debt each month, like that credit card bill, but then you yeah. take it back to zero and it's like, yes. Yeah, get it again. Uh, Hooray. Right. <laughs> so it is that, you know, um, it is, it, for me, it was one of those things of I can easily pay my bills every month. That was just huge. And then getting all excited and saying with several hundred dollars left over. And then I expanded it and I expanded it and I expanded it. And of course, you know, your, 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 your quality of life goes up as well. So your bills get a little bigger, but then when you're still, that affirmation still works. And so you still are that person who pays, who pays their bills with ease with money left over. Yeah, that's a good feeling too. It's a really yeah, good feeling. It is. It is very cool. <laughs> and it's sustainable. You know, you don't have to work so hard. It becomes a belief because that is, that's the thought that you chose. That you to affirm, and you always prove your beliefs to be true. Always. That's why this is so important that Mm -hmm. you believe the affirmation because once you believe it, you will prove that it's true because we always Mm -hmm. prove ourselves true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 
and and that's why I am statements are so powerful. So you know, it's all, I I will listen in a client session to the I am statements that they don't pay any attention to. I'm so clumsy. I'm you know I I have no fashion sense or um you know I I keep. I keep doing this. I'm a person who keeps doing this or something like, you know, so you watch for those because they're so easily absorbed when we're young and they become part of us. And then we don't question them because they're now part of our software. We don't, we don't even think about that. Right. Um, it's like, I remember my mother finding out that you could change the font size on her PC. <laughs> Well, because she thought all PCs had always had the small font. And so she's like, mm. no, you can change it. And because that wasn't in her awareness, she just took it, this is how things are, mm-hmm. right? And so this is the power of coaching and education and stuff, is that you, you get a different perspective and you go, oh, wait, I don't have to experience this thing like that. It's like you're having the best time paying your credit card bill every month, right? Who would have, if you had told Walt, in 20, uh, 2020, that he was going to have the best time paying his credit card bills. <laughs> he probably would have smiled and said, yeah, sure, of course, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I better get some more coaching on that. Yes, I know. <laughs> but it is, it is, so yes, affirmations work when you work them well. Um, and that starts with... That starts with the framing of them and the acting as if they're real. And pay attention to how they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like when you're, when you're, when you're saying something that's not quite true and you know, yes. <laughs> you know you're, you're fudging, right? And you can feel it in your body that you're not being honest. So it's like the same thing. How does uh-huh. it feel? Cause oh, it's so funny. they feel great. I call this, talking about saying things that are not true, I I call this the lying season. So I I do not lie to my husband, ever, except at Christmas and birthdays. Because he'll he'll say, was there something in the mail? And I go, no. (laughs) (laughs) And and look, I'm a very good actress, but that part of my skills are appalling. Did, did I see a delivery come in? No. <laughs> what made you think that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know, but it is that, right? And we know. We know when we're lying. We know when we're lying to ourselves, too. And <laughs> and that is really the slow route to anything you want. So set yourself up for success. That's always the best way. By the way, I've uh, really come to associate you with the phrase act as if because you, you are the exponent of it in such a great way. And I was Thank thinking you. about it on one of those occasions where I actually was looking at headlines and it wasn't a good idea, but I found a headline that was kind of interesting. And I don't remember what the movie was, but Will Smith did a movie uh, where he used the method in order to take on his character role. And he did it so well that he became the character even off the stage. Mm-hmm. And it scared the daylights out of him. He said, I will never do a method acting job again. Yeah. That's what happened with Heath Ledger. Oh, when really? Heath Ledger in the Joker, he, mm-hmm. he went so thoroughly into it that he couldn't shake out. And, wow. um, and it was unfortunate. It's just, it's not, he, 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 he couldn't, um, he couldn't step out into some optimism, shall we say. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it it is. I mean, and there, look, Daniel Day Lewis did the same thing for six months. He was Abraham Lincoln, and you know, and they all called him Mr. President, and all those things. It made it made for the depth of his part, but um, it takes a certain amount of skill to be able to undo that. Um, and that has to be built in. And I think that support system is not always, mostly because people don't understand the power of immersion into a character that is not who you are. So, you know, it is, um, it is, it is a very powerful, powerful thing. And so we can use it like any tool. We can use it for good or we can use it unhelpfully. And, uh, yeah, and, and that I can totally believe that. You also have, um, 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 oh my God, what's his name now? The guy who played, um, uh, Jim Carrey. Now, yeah, okay. Jim oh, Carrey yes. Wrote a check for himself for a million dollars for acting services rendered. And right. he kept it in his wallet, right? And he kept going, I am a person who gets paid a million dollars for my acting services. Um, and that was a, an, an affirmation that he could see um, mm-hmm. and that he started working on believing. Mm-hmm. And so and and so he actually did use method acting for that. He started, okay, so what was a million-dollar actor do? What does he – how does he – yeah. It was another interesting thing about method acting. Um, Ashton Kutcher is another proponent. And when he played um, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. he he said suddenly his investments started doing really, really well. <laughs> That's funny. Which I found fascinating, right? He didn't yeah. actively study more investments, but he studied being Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs knew about various investment things. So he learned the language that Steve Jobs uses and made, and his whole, his investment started improving. And it's really a fascinating thing. We see it over and over again with people that, um, you know, that immerse themselves into something that is helpful. And then equally, that is not. One of the things that I kind of miss with DVDs, and it's kind of odd to say that because DVDs are kind of on the way out now that you can do pay-per-views and so forth, online, uh, which, I mean, I, I think about it. I, it used to be you went to the movies and then it was you had VHS or Betamax and then you had DVD and all that's now gone. I'm like, wait a minute, where, where did it all go? But my, my point is that with DVDs, they had a really cool thing. They, they often had what they called special features. I and love that. And you could yes. find out about the making of the movie and, you know, who uh-huh. was, how, they, how they, they, they cast the roles and all that kind of stuff. And the thing that I noticed about the special features on the movies that I like the best that have really, really good movies is that the cast was tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were constantly laughing. They were pulling jokes on each other. They're playing. They were doing all this cool stuff and it came through on the special mm-hmm. features. And I said to myself, that's not a coincidence. No. That, because first of all, you probably have to do that if you're method acting to get yourself out of the role so you can say, Oh, okay. I, I finished that scene. I don't have to be that person now for the next 10 minutes. It's probably yeah. a, a very key thing, especially considering with some of the parts, our parts can be pretty dysfunctional people sometimes. So you have mm-hmm. to get away from it. And, yeah. and it makes total sense to me that you'd have to have a cast and a crew and director and so forth who just, they, they all dive into, let's get the vibe back up after we did this wonderful scene. They yes. do it every single time. Yes, they, they do need to. I, um, a couple of the shows that I've done, uh, Fiddler on the Roof being one, it has mm. a very 
powerful scene when the pogrom happens and the wedding gets destroyed. Yes. So we go right from this glorious happy dancing thing and then the the thugs come in basically and they destroy the whole set. And then we would all run off stage and there would be sounds of chaos and, and pain and screaming and stuff off stage. Um, and I was one of the ones who had to scream. I haven't had a very good scream. Faye Ray can step aside. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but what was really interesting is that we would have to, our director would say, and now we go around to the guys who played the thugs and we all hug them. Oh. We would have this like hug thing oh, wow. where it was like, we understand that you were playing a role. We understand that's not who you are. And we understand that you are a brilliant enough actor to make us believe that's who you are. And it's done for now, right? It's finished. We can let that go. Because these guys took an emotional beating. It is so hard to be vicious and mean and deliberately cruel um, and these kind of these kind of roles take a lot from you and so we would have to put the the other side back the humanity back and remind them that they are not that role so mm. that is a, a key thing you know if you find yourself behaving a certain way and you actually don't like it just know it's not you and you can learn to be something else I was reading this article in the, I think in the New York Times this past weekend. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch has a new movie where he plays um, a rancher, an American rancher in the 1920s. And it's a Jane Campion film. And she said to him, um, well, here, the thing is, is you are about the most English person there could ever be on the planet. And we are going to turn you into a, an American rancher. <laughs> the character in the movie is, is kind of an just awful person, violent, mean just bullying. And so uh, Kirsten Dunst is in the movie and they decided because he, he asked to never come out of character, mm -hmm. he, even in between scenes, even when he just, the whole, he said he wanted to stay in character because it's so different from who he really is that I guess he just didn't want to let go of it once he got in that habit. And so uh, he and Kirsten Dunst decided not to speak to one another on the set unless they were in a scene together and then she said in the article, but they would go out on the weekend and go eat and things, and that he would always apologize. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And, you know, this is the how he behaved in the scene, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and this is the difference, though, between a, an actor in a theater and an actor in, a, um, I mean, you know, Cindy was in the theater. We, 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 do, the, we do the whole story complete. Right, we yeah. start at the beginning, and we go through to the end, and then we're done for the night. Whereas in the in the in the um, in movies, they're doing a piece yeah. of this, and then they're doing a piece of that, and then maybe they'll go back and do another piece of that, and nothing is complete. It's all bitty, and so picking up and putting down your character is so much. It's it's a very different skill in yeah. film than it is in acting. Uh, in acting, in theatre, the the um, the ability to drop in and out of character, um, it has a different context in movies and in theatre. So, um, you know, so I can totally see how in the weekend he's one guy and on set he's another. Yeah. Um, and, and and yeah, and you do have to have that agreement because people, you know. It, it, it's it. You are being that person, and you will feel those things. Mm. Um, 
and you will because you must. So you know, it's part of the job. It really shows you how powerful we are as creators, though, right? Yeah. Because, uh, just the, I mean, we not that we maybe all want to be wonderful actors. Um, we all have different careers, but we all have the potential to create, you know, the role we want to play, so to speak. We're all creating worlds. We create our world every single day by how we show up. If we find ourselves, you know, behaving in a way we don't like or playing a role we don't want to play, we don't have to. We can change it. Yes. Yes, absolutely we can. Which is the best news of all. Well, (laughs) I want to know about, you said... I, I want to clarify something that you said earlier because you said eight things yeah. and, you, and you had been talking about um, getting away from daily practices and wanting to pick them back up. Are all yeah. of those things daily practices? None, none of them are, have been consistently daily. All of them were intended to be daily, but I wasn't doing okay. any of them with any degree of consistent, consistency, okay. but the, the, I can give you the list. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure people also want to know. <laughs> Meditation. How Mirror long? work, um, 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, although it, it could be five minutes, whatever works for you. Um, mirror work, affirmations, three appreciations, appreciating my vision board, which is new for me because I actually hadn't done that before, but we created a vision board as part of the Thai bootcamp. So I'm, I'm appreciating mm-hmm. that. And then the others are for the rest of the day, not so much beginning of the day, segment intending or repaving, you know, prepaving rather, uh, pre- Repaving in you know different segments of the day and maintaining mindfulness throughout the day to check to see are you maintaining the vibration and then finally my daily walks. So those are my eight things. And you do the the appreciating three things early in the day or at the end of the day? Yeah, the, the meditation, mirror work, affirmations, and three appreciations on the vision board, they're they're all first thing beginning of the day. Okay. Yeah. That can uh, I, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, can I give you a tip to um, everybody, a tip on deepening your, the, the magic of your vision board mm. is that look at your vision board like a storyboard. Mm. So you look at it and you go, what's repeated here? What what color do I see a lot of? What what pattern do I see a lot of? What I um, one of my clients noticed that her vision board was full of ocean colors, beach house type things, and clear kitchen counters. That's what she noticed. She said, and I said, well, to be honest, nobody's going to Pinterest something or make a fabulous shot of a cluttered kitchen counter. But nonetheless, hers had, hers had lots, lots of clear kitchen counters. And so I said, if you take something, a vibe or a detail or something out of your vision board that you can put into your current experience, it'll deepen that magic. So she chose to have one clear kitchen counter. That was it. She just kept it clear. At the end of every night, her um, kitchen island was clear, and she decided then she added it with a white candle in the middle just to remind her. And that was that was all she did. And the things on her vision board started happening because mm. she'd taken it from vision. Oh, I love this board. And she'd mined it for details and put it on her in her current environment. She also did things like um, 
I suggested things like uh, an ocean sound box, you know, those ones that have wave sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that she had the sound of waves in her house. She used ocean type um, smells, the candles that have ocean smells and that kind of thing. She, um, she just, she changed out her kitchen towels. She did, she did other little things that started making it feel that way. But she had had beach houses on her vision board for years and not thought to bring them into, but the minute she started bringing them into her current environment, she actually got offered a chance to house sit a friend's beach house. Wow. You didn't have to pay for it. Nice. You to look after a geriatric cat. So it was, you know, it was a, it, 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 you can have the vision board and appreciating it is so important, but see if you can start making it real. Just one little detail at a time. Love it. Storytelling with the details is a good idea. Yeah, it's a storyboard. Yeah. That's all it is. That's a mm-hmm. storyboard of who you're becoming mm-hmm. if you believe it. If you take it that way and you can start making it happen, any storyboard works like that. You take it off the storyboard and make a set. That's why I talk about my nesting is the set design of acting as if it's, mm-hmm. it is, you're creating something that, so you're living in your vision board. I actually did a program of that once a long time ago, living in your vision board. And that was part of it is mining it for details. I remember that. Oh my God. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Before we got started today, Jackie, you also, I mean, I think you may have even mentioned it toward the beginning of the podcast. You mentioned um, journaling as a big yes. deal for you. Um, I journal every day. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively new thing for me. For years, I wouldn't do it at all because my hand would cramp up and that just kind of turned me off. I finally decided, okay, I can type it. So I'll, I'll do a little typing and journaling. Not every day, nowhere close to every day, but at least I've been doing some, which is a major shift for me. But talk about why you've been loving it so much, what it's been doing for you. Um, well, my journaling is, I started initially actually with the artist's way in the morning pages. So that's just the thought dump, right? It's just like where, what, what is in my brain right now? And you just write it all down. That is a madly useful practice, mostly because we get very tied up in the swirl in our heads. And when we can read it on a page, we can see where we're going sideways. We can see the we can see this world basically. Um, my journaling is a little different in that I have a conversation with my future self, one of my future self, a version that I've chosen. Um, so for example, I've got a, a new program that I've, I'm wanting to fill. So I have a discussion with the version of me that has just done the first session of a full program. And we talk about what she did, past tense, how, how she got to, how she got there, how I got there from where I am now. And so it is often a question answer thing. I will ask myself a question and then I will answer it from another version of me. Um, so the, the present person is asking the future person to, to answer yeah. the question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just becomes a conversation and, and it actually came out of, the morning pages, because I would write all this down and I will go, oh, my God, no wonder I feel awful. Look at what I'm believing. <laughs> yeah. Look at what I'm thinking. Mm. And, so, and then I took a different color pen and I went, okay, I'm going to change this to something that feels a little kinder. 
and I want to change this to something that I actually know is true because this is a lie. You know, my brain's just offering it up, but it's actually a lie. Um, and then I would go through that, and then I wondered who was governing this conversation, and then so it started. But I've been playing with future selves as entities and roles um, for a long time, and so this is part of it. But it, but the journaling, I think. The most important thing about journaling is being able to see what you think. It's the same thing with coaching. Coaching, I mean, Cindy, you probably had it so many times where somebody says, just saying this makes a difference. We've all had that. You know, we, we speak out something and we're going, okay, I now can hear how, you know, how sideways this is, or I don't actually like that I'm thinking this. Um, so then you take it that step further and go, okay, so what would you prefer? What's the version of you you would rather be experiencing life as? And let's see what that version of you has to say about this. And, okay. yeah, journaling mustn't feel like a chore, but it's madly helpful. I do this in my meditation, probably more than I do it in a journal. Mm -hmm. But the same kind of idea where I will – meditate myself into the presence of my future self and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. It is very useful. Yes. That's really interesting. That's very interesting. And the morning pages are, is so useful. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but back in maybe 2006, um, I actually – facilitated the uh, artist way workshop for um, a very huge health food store um, corporation that I won't name, but um, we went through the whole program. And at the end of the program, I think I had 12 people in the course and two other instructors with me, everyone, including, cause we all did it as participants, everyone, it was unanimous that the morning pages was their favorite and most powerful part. And there's a lot more to the artist way program than just the morning pages. But that's the one thing that everyone said affected them the most. And the way we did it was we took one of these um, composition books and then three pages longhand first thing in the morning. And th those books are, pretty easy to go through three pages because they're wide rule and the pages aren't huge. And it's just sort of like Jackie said, a brain dump of just anything. And like the consistency and the commitment to do it are an important part of the process. So if you get up one morning and you're just don't feel like doing it, you know, I have pages in my morning pages books that say over and over, it's freezing in the house. I need more coffee. I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep well. <laughs> Just whatever comes to you. So, cause there's no goal. Like I'm going to work in my journal and set intentions and write a scene from my glorious future. You know, there's no goals like that. It's just right. And some days you will have pages where that are profound and that are like, wow, did I say that? Like that's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, wow, this is awesome. And other days you'll be writing your shopping list and your to-do list or writing what, just whatever comes to you. But mm -hmm. what I always notice is that at the end of, I don't know, even just a week of doing that, I, my thought processes are so much clearer. Like mm -hmm. I get so much clarity. So at any time when I feel 
confused or overwhelmed or like I'm uncertain about what I really want or how I'm going to get it or whatever, I realize, okay, this is what I need to do. And I, and I just start doing morning pages and it's amazing how fast they work and how much clearer I get. And I think it's not just me. I mean, that's what I hear from all of the people that took the workshop. We even, we joked because, uh, two, three, I don't know, in the first, it was a 12 week workshop. And in the first three weeks, we had several people in the group decide they were going to quit their job and go like one guy sold, he brought a list to the class of like all these cool things. Uh, he had like singing bowls and you know, all this cool stuff. And he was like, here, if any of you want any of this, like it's all either for sale or I'm giving it away. And we're like, what is going on? He's like, I'm out of here. I'm getting rid of everything I own. I'm going to get in an RV and I'm going to go see the country. And he was like in his 60s, right? And we were like, they're never going to have us back to do this. <laughs> like, you know, they, they thought they were you know, be helping their employees, but their employees were like, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> oh, unfortunate. Yes, yes. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I think there are those of us who have a tendency to overthink. And if you overthink, yeah, I know, right? We're all doing it. Okay, so for those who are not watching the, 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 the all YouTube, the hands went up. Everybody put their hands up. But, but we have a tendency to hold a lot in our heads. And when there's a lot of noise, it's hard to hear yourself. And so, this, that's the part that I find the most potent is simply being able to see what I think to getting it out of my head on a page. You don't even have to revisit it really. But as Cindy said, the space and the clarity that comes in afterwards is so we didn't, that was even part of the class that because people would say, well, when I go back and read and we were like, don't go back and read, you won't ever have to read these pages again. No, although I will say if you follow, if you follow astro channel, astro, astrological, astrological, I'll get it right. Um, <laughs> rhythms, it's actually really cool to see what you wrote six months ago at the uh-huh. new moon when you hit the full moon now. And, um, you know, and you'll go, Oh, okay. So that little seedling idea I had, look at what I built from it. That's really kind of cool. And, Oh, I don't, you know, I see something, I got some clarity at the full moon and I was writing about this. And now six months later, I'm, I'm not that person. I don't think that way anymore. Right. And so it's actually kind of cool to see. Um, and I have journals here from 2009, I think 2010, um, and when I go back, it's just like, I just want to pat her on the head and say, Oh, you are doing so well. It's going to be so much better than you think. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I, I do that too, as well as, as talking to my future self. I often in meditation will give myself a moment where I travel back to my past self, maybe in a time, you know, 10, 20 years ago, maybe a time when I was having a hard time struggling and I just tell myself, you're going to be okay. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. And there have been times when I've thought, oh, wow. So, you know, a time that I remember where things were really hard and then suddenly like for whatever reason, my hope was restored. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. It's like, this is probably why, because me in 2021 is reaching back and saying, hang in there. You're going to be all right. <laughs> that kind of, wow. That's <laughs> Kind of I love right? that kind of time bending. That's that's yeah. so legit. It's it's exactly what we do. We are, we have that capability. We just forgot. Cindy, I, I also didn't realize from what you're saying here. I mean, you've mentioned journaling in the past. 
I didn't realize that you're a daily journaler, journaler too. I, mean, I am. Apparently uh, that's a pretty big thing for you. Yeah, I have, I'm looking at the bookshelf right above here. It's like half of it's the journals. Um, wow. Sometimes it's just a few lines. So I can't say that I spend like an hour in my journal every day. Sometimes, no, it's, sometimes it's just a few minutes and other times it's, you know, a little deeper. One thing I'll realize, and I was talking to Jackie about it this week, is that I think last week I had a couple of days where I really uh, spent some time and wrote several pages. And you know what? Uh, it happened it, because it always works. I just got really clear on what I wasn't clear about previously. And I hadn't even realized that I wasn't really clear. But after kind of pouring all of that out, I was like, oh, this, you know, here's the clarity. So, yeah, I, I think um, it's been one of the tools that I've always kept. You know, some tools have, like, come and gone, and I've used them for a while, and then I let go of them, and then they come back. But journaling is a tool that I've always used, probably. Do you do, for do, you do the same thing that, that Jackie does? She was talking about how she would, like, uh, uh, you know, use a different pencil to rewrite the thing or something like that. Do you I do have that kind done of thing? it before, but I haven't done it in a long time. And I'm oh, like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, I forget about that. Because when she was talking about that, it sounded like Neville Goddard's pretty sure is a revision. You yeah, want to change the experience. Right. It is. And, yeah. I, and I really like that. It, it More than just, well, not that I like it more, but the idea of asking yourself a question in one color and then answering it in the future color. I, I've known of that and I've done that before, but I really like what you just said about like doing morning pages and then seeing what you're thinking and taking the time to write something that you like yes. better, like revising mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. that's really powerful. Yeah. I, I had like not that. thought about that before. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do that sometimes with tarot cards. I draw tarot cards every day and I have drawn them every day since, I don't know, 2000. Since God was a boy. <laughs> so I, I draw them and I draw a certain sequence of cards and if once in a while I draw things that are giving me a message that I really don't like, I will do what I call curing it. <laughs> and, and I will go through the deck face up and I will find the things that I wanted to do rather and I'll cover them. Interesting. So that's now, like my conscious revision of what's in that, the journal. Like, so you're yeah. actually re- revising it, shifting mm-hmm. around where the cards, where you want the cards to be to basically change your experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because the future is not made. You get to make it every That's single it. moment. That's it. Mm-hmm. And here I was laughing at the cartoon that I saw a few months back of, of the uh, tarot card reader and, and the, the client. And the, there's a layout on the table, and the client says to the reader, Can you think we can do that again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if I was the reader, I'd go, Okay. Some people keep reshuffling and redrawing until they get the one they want. And that's right. not what I'm talking about, right? Right. Um, I'm, I'm talking about something a little bit different. That's more in line with what Jackie said about the journal, about saying, no, this is what I want to create. Changing the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. everything's in potential. A neat thing to play with um, is to simply, um, if, if you if you've got something that's like literally on your mind, 
um, and you don't, you're not interested in just doing all the morning pages, you could write the situation at the top of the page and then write all your thoughts about it. Just write them down. So you've got, um, you know, for example, Walt, you got, you could put, uh, the, the headlines today. I read the news today, oh boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that had to come out. Um, and then you write all the thoughts, all the things that your brain said and what it made it mean and all the rest of it. And then you come back and go, okay, so this is what I think about. Can I see how I'm assuming the worst? Can I see how I'm projecting this? Can I see how that's probably not even going to happen, but it's just a hypey thing? Can I see how where there's hope in something, can I see, you can, you could just take the, the circumstance and write down your thoughts and then pause and see which thoughts you would like to affirm. So we get right back to the, which ones you would like to continue believing or continue thinking, right? Um, and, you know, because one of my favorite things is the headlines are not information. The headlines are not information. The headlines no, no, no. are there to trigger you to read or click or whatever. The headline will very rarely, you know, short of, you know, peace declared or whatever, those headlines, yeah, that's information. But most of the time it will give you something, um, you know, it's like I was – I, I, I read a lot about the sport and somebody said Cleveland Browns sign veteran receiver. And it's like, I'm immediately thinking it turns out to be somebody completely different. Um, and so, so, you know, it, it, it wasn't what I expected, but they made me click because of my expectations. So this is how we can play with at the bottom, at the end of the day, we will all be served by seeing our thoughts and however we do that, just find what works and do that a lot. A lot, yes. That's the key, isn't it? Because <laughs> you don't want you don't want to go. I'll, I'll call it backsliding. You don't want to backslide into the old pattern after you spent this time building yourself into the place you want to be. Because yeah, then you're just rewriting the program the way it was before, the way you didn't right. want it. <laughs> yeah, you keep reinstalling the old software. It doesn't make any sense. But I will say, as far as the brain goes, your neural your neural pathways never go away. So if you have a neural pathway that is very quick to go to worst-case scenario, for example, um, then that neural pathway is going to stay its gorgeous glass eight-lane highway that you're three-quarters of the way down. You know, it's like the autobahn. You're, you're, you're halfway down at 400 miles an hour before you even know. But this, the, your new affirmation is a grass little path. Like, it's a path through the grasses. You have to keep walking it. You have to – but – Know that in a moment of stress, your brain will take the path of least resistance. It will go back down that highway. That is what it's meant to do. It's, it's the same mechanism that means you don't have to learn to drive a car every time. It's an efficiency machine. So that neural pathway is always available to you, but you have to just keep yanking yourself over. And this is why morning pages and journaling and practices make a difference because then the path that you're carving, the new path – the new neural pathway gets broader and stronger and wider, and then eventually it becomes your default. But in the meantime, you have to keep consciously pulling yourself away from the old pathway. It's and neuro, neuro connections, though, will disconnect when you 
ignore them. When you take another route, right? They will, they do disconnect. So neural connections that have, uh, wired together will fire together, which is the, every time I read a certain headline, I feel a certain way and I go do a certain thing, right? They fire together, but they can unwire. Mm-hmm. And what gets them to unwire is when you read the headline and say, Oh, I'm not doing that again. Right. And so you, you do something else. You do something different. After a while, they, they unconnect from one another and they don't fire together anymore. So it's like Jackie said, you know, the, using the metaphor of a highway or, you know, you've walked that path so much that it's smooth now and you're not having to machete your way through the tall grass. You know, it's smooth and wide. And then the other way that was the normal way you always went down. Now it's becoming, you know, kind of closed off, disconnected, grown over, whatever. So you don't take that route anymore and it becomes Mm -hmm. easier to do the other thing. So you just have to stay with it though, because it's a habit. It's Mm -hmm. like habits get easier and we just have to be gentle with ourselves and stick with the new, the new idea, the new plan. Yes, and longer than 30 days, generally, I will just say. They say it's 20, 28 days to make a habit. I think, yes, mm-hmm. it will set you in a really good path. But if you want to change your identity mm-hmm. and make it your default, you need a little longer than that. So I, I always recommend give yourself two months. Just try and yeah. see how you go most most days. You don't even we have talk. to go for daily. Go for most days. And We talked a while back about planning seasonally. Right. Yeah. Ninety days. So three months. I mean, that's what I've been doing. I've been giving myself the whole season to step into the the role, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and that way you you and I always go for mostly. I if I somebody says you have to do this every day, I'm going yeah no no I resist (laughs) immediately. But if they say most days of the week I will do this, and I was like, yep, I can make that happen. Yeah. So I'm setting myself up for success. It's like, I, am I gluten-free? Most days. Am I, uh, you know, is, am I doing my journaling? Most days. And in fact, most days turns out to be almost every day anyway. But the fact that I gave myself some wiggle room um, and, and didn't have resistance from the get-go makes it easier to succeed. It certainly does. It, it also is true, I think, for me anyway. I'm sure it's true for other people that – the more that you do work on making it the habit and revisiting and revisiting, it actually does get easier. It uh-huh. gets to the point where you don't have to think about it anymore. Which because, is, yeah. That's what it's golden. Yeah, mm-hmm. it becomes who you are rather than yeah. what you do. Which is a wonderful thing. It makes it so much easier to do some of these things too. They used to be really, really hard. And now they're really, really easy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, a good absolutely. thing. Absolutely. We are wonderful, wonderful change artists, humans are, if we let ourselves be. Yes, we are. And we are learning it every single day to be better and better and better at it. They certainly are. Well, they're certainly getting better and better here. I tell you, I, ladies, we keep getting wonderful feedback from people I talk to who are listeners of the show. So thank you for the con- contributions you guys are making because you're making huge contributions. <laughs> thank you to uh, live streamers as well. Great question today from Marissa. That was wonderful. And thank, thank you especially you. to the podcast listeners everywhere without whom we wouldn't have a podcast. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.